Southwest still has my luggage, and this feels a lot like special education. Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher, and yes, I was traveling this Christmas holiday and got caught up in the whole meltdown of the Southwest shutdowns and cancellations. I was supposed to travel on Monday from Orlando to Milwaukee, and our flight was canceled. Unfortunately, our bags were already checked and I couldn't get them back. They said, nope, sorry, you're going to have to find an alternative way to get home and eventually we'll send your bags to your final destination. That was not very helpful. I could have gotten really upset, but you know what? The person who was delivering the message, it wasn't her fault. And I was watching as all of the cancellations started to come through, as everything started to melt down inside of the airport, I was seeing pilots and flight attendants, and just Southwest staff showing up for work, trying to do their best, but they just couldn't. Their computer systems couldn't stay updated. In fact, we should have known well before we even arrived at the airport that our flight was going to be canceled, but our flight still said on time. In fact, it still said on time when we knew we should have been boarding, and we weren't even close to boarding. There was no crew assigned to us at the door we were supposed to be boarding at. It was all just a hot mess. Now I'm grateful to be home. I'm grateful that we were able to find alternative, you know, transportation and get here. I mean, yeah, I still don't have my luggage. That's an inconvenience, but it'll all work out in the end. The thing is, this has a lot of kind of familiar feelings to what happens in special education. It's something for us to think about as we jump into this new year. See, here's the deal. The pilots and the flight attendants, the the reservation, you know, uh, you know, just assistants that were working there, baggage claim, everybody who showed up to work that day wanted us passengers to fly. They wanted us to get from point A to point B. We were all on the same page, but there was a lot of anger, a lot of people upset, a lot of misunderstanding because the system that Southwest was using couldn't keep up. It was old. It's out of date. It was not giving correct information to all of us. That's a lot like our school system right now. Now, we have IEP systems that are out of date. We have rules and regulations that are out of date. We've got tools and systems and trainings that are out of date. And a lot of times this comes crushing down on the teachers because children are not getting what they need. Parents are upset. And the first line is typically the teachers. I get it. I used to be a teacher in the classroom. I've taken some of those, you know, kind of complaints uh, of how come this isn't happening. And it was things that were out of my control. It was a school system that was not keeping up with what students needed. And I was put into the role that I was supposed to get students from point A to point B but I didn't have the tools. Just like the pilot at Southwest, he did not have the tools that he needed that day. It's important for us to understand that, you know, pilots and flight attendants and passengers, we all wanted the same thing, just like teachers and parents and most school staff all want the same thing. They want a child to succeed. Now, here's the thing. Is it different for you depending on what your role is? Yes, here's what I mean. When it comes to flying, 
does the pilot have a different reason that he wants to fly? He wants to work. Maybe he just wants to make sure the passengers are happy and safe and get to their destination. Where a passenger, you know, I was hearing the stories. People were missing their, you know, really important medical appointments. They were missing time with family who were sick or dying. They were missing so many things. There's a different reason. A passenger who's going through crisis has a different reason for wanting to fly versus a pilot who wants to fly, right? I get it. So a teacher has a different reason for wanting a child to succeed than a parent. Now, some things are similar, but the motivation and the emotion behind it is different. But that's okay. You need to rise up to that higher level in 2023 and realize that teachers do not go to school to take things away from students, okay? And parents, we know you, you're you not sitting at the IEP table because you feel like fighting that day. That's not, that's not the motivation. Teachers chose to go into this profession because they want to help students succeed. Parents are showing up and being the voice for their child because they want their child to succeed. So my question to you as we go into 2023 is how are you going to build more relationships within your IEP team? So even when the emotions run high, there can be trust between the teachers, the therapists, the staff, the admin, that we may not agree on what the solution is on how we're gonna get from point A to point B. We might have different motivators on why we need a child to get from point A to point B. But we do have the same intentions of helping a child succeed. So I wanna encourage you to think about what can you do? What can you do to build trust on your team? Do you need to say thank you more? And that means teachers, do you need to say thank you to the parents? Like I see the work you're doing at home. I can see the progress. Thank you so much for, for working together with me. Parents, you need to thank the teacher more in a very specific way. Thank you for showing my child new books. I had no idea my child would be interested in these. Those little things can make a huge difference, especially when it comes to conflict, which is going to happen. See, here's the thing. Even when Southwest gets back on track, there's still gonna be some cancellations. Flights are still not gonna be perfect there's still gonna be bumps in the road. But we as an IP team, we have to come together and decide, you know what? In the end, we do all want the same thing. So what do we have to do when things are good to build trust? So then when things are not good, we know that it's not somebody who is intentionally doing something negative to us, but yet their emotions are running high because we have big goals. We have high expectations. We truly want every child to be prepared for further education, employment, independent living, to reach their potential, to you know really serve their unique needs and help them develop into the person that, you know what, a parent in their gut, they know. They know what their child can be. They know that their child can achieve more with the right tools and support. And teachers, we know you see that too. So I'm gonna encourage you as we enter into this 2023 that you really focus on some relationship building, especially at this time of the year, before we get into 
some big decisions at the end of this school year of was progress made? What will the placement be? What are the services going to be? What are the goals going to look like? What worked? What didn't work? Let's make sure that we focus on some gratitude and trust building now so we can work together and help every child move forward. I would love to help you do that. And that includes, you know, asking some tough questions between parents and teachers. So I've got a list of 12 hard IEP questions that every parent and teacher can use to help prepare for their next IEP meeting. And it's not just for the meeting, it's for all the things that happen in between the meetings. So you can head over to iepchecklist.com, go grab your free checklist and get started on having some of the conversations that you should have now. So you are prepared in the spring. Let's build that trust now so when we hit some conflict that we can have some trust and that everybody is working towards the same outcome. I'll see you guys next time on the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast.